0: The following is a presentation of Dating Kinky, built by Kingsters for Kingsters, Poly, Queer, Transfolk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. Of presenting personalities as their authentic selves. This is What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky, the official podcast of FetishCon. It's an intimate conversation with people inside the Kink and Fetish worlds, as well as other educators and sex-positive personalities, sharing their stories of what makes them who they are. And now, here is your host, John,
1: or as they are known in the kink and fetish communities. Hi there, catsuit. Hello there, Nookie, and welcome to the podcast as we continue season number four after an amazing first week with Mistress Alexandra and Denzel from Clips for Sale, celebrating Clips for Sale's 20th anniversary. As always, our podcast is presented by Dating Kinky, and we also want to thank our wonderful friends at Kingster Merch at Etsy. Kinkster Merch at Etsy is the home of the What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want line of merchandise, including t-shirts, notebooks, and mugs, all designed to empower you. On today's program, we visit with a fellow podcaster who has found that his kinky friends has actually saved his life. Nicholas Tannock is an author, speaker, and podcaster. He's best known for his memoir, The Coolest Way to Kill Yourself, which chronicles his experiences as a young man in the punk rock and BDSM subcultures of the 1990s. The book has been praised for its honesty and rawness, depicting Tannock's struggles with addiction, depression, and unconventional sexuality. Tanik has also written several other books, including Chipped Black Nail Polish, a collection of short stories about life on the fringes of society, and Your Kinky Friends, a nonfiction book about alternative lifestyles and sexual practices. He hosts a podcast by the same name in which he interviews people involved in BDSM, kink, and other alternative lifestyles. In addition to his writing and podcasting, Tanik is a frequent speaker at events and conferences where he discusses topics related to alternative lifestyles, mental health, and addiction recovery. Nicholas Tanik on what women and other wonderful humans want. What was the
0: genesis of what made our guests who they are? We begin that journey with the first five. Five questions about firsts
1: first guest you had on the show and how you got them on the show
2: the first guest was morgan sterling i'll never forget it because um i i I started promoting a book my book called your kinky friends which is kind of like it's a standalone book but it's also a sequel to a book called i wrote the coolest way to kill yourself and to promote the book i just I love podcasting and I love, I love radio specifically into interviews, shows Uh, Tom Sharpling and the best show was a big influence of mine. And, um, and yeah, you should check this out. You check out the best show, Tom Sharpling. Awesome. you love it. Um, And, but, and also like talk shows and stuff like that. And to promote the book, I thought, what a great way to promote the book. That's about kinks and fetishes and the beauty of friendship. But of in the kink community, a, a community that not many people know about, that it can't be a lot of people can't infiltrate. A lot of people only fantasize about being a part of. Um, who? How can I promote the book better than having real people do it, be involved? Um, because the book is about real people. So I wanted to, you know, so I started just saying, I very humbly, with very humble heart. I I contacted them and said I'm, I'm trying to start to do this and I'm going to start interviewing people and and I had this vision of this like your kinky friends would be like this um big collection of artists so to speak so I I lived where I was living at the time before COVID and when I when I first did the interview it was this old mansion right mm-hmm. this old from World War One so so old that the bathroom was an extension
1: you know like, <laughs> I mean, love it
2: huge bay windows, huge ceilings, everything like that, but nothing really worked well. Mm-hmm. And every room was different. Like we had art, we had artists in one room, we had a scene, people doing scenes in the other room, people gardening, music, people playing music live. And so it was great. And, but it was chaos. And that was the first thing I remember sitting at the dining room table, trying to set up, set up the computer and it kept on going out. It kept on going out. And I don't know if you know anything about my show, but my show Is lo-fi on purpose? Mm -hmm. So sound quality is always, something always goes wrong. Um, And I, I, of course, I don't want things to go wrong, but I, I celebrate that. I celebrate the 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 in-the-moment aspect of it because that's what life is. We're all kind of falling apart. We're all like messed up, but we're we keep we're staying kinky through the whole thing, right? Um, And more, and that's the sound quality was horrible. It's very embarrassing looking back at the other interviews. I kind of didn't. I had no idea what I was doing, which is very much. I look at it like a anyone listening or, or watching. They grow with me. I'm going through. I'm the all end all of the King community. I have one of you. I'm, I'm going through this and figuring out. I'm constantly learning and involving myself, and I'm beautiful.
1: Yeah. The reason you decided to write your first book. the
2: reason the reason the love of my life died she was in her 30s and um we both we both were writers and um i lived a a life filled with hedonism and just sex and drugs a lot of hard drugs a lot of hard a lot of kinky sex it was very selfish and narcissistic um You know, and it it got hurt, uh, obviously, financially and addiction wise and and family wise and, and everything like that. So we felt like we were about to die. You know, we hated ourselves in many ways, hence the title The Coolest Way to Kill Yourself. We struggled with suicide and depression specifically and addiction. And after she died, we would always write, and I would get published, she wouldn't. And she would always complain, like, you write this stuff for these women and, and, you know, you get published. People like this stuff. And no one is ever going to write anything for me. So after she died, I was devastated. Hurricane Sandy hit. I was on the East Coast in New Jersey. And um, I didn't know what to do. So I moved in with my parents in their basement. And Hurricane Sandy was happening. So we didn't have electricity, but they had a generator. So I plugged my laptop into the generator, and in a manic state, I wrote the rough draft of the coolest way to kill yourself. No one kills themselves in the book. It's a memoir, but it's a, it's a more often it's more a tribute to her because she's gone. And she, I wrote, I wrote a, I wrote a book for the girl who thought that no one would ever write for her, basically. And it's it really details not only dealing with addiction, getting over addiction to heroin, basically, and cocaine, but. Um, kind of enlightenment through kink. The third chapter is us finding each other again. And it, like one of the key elements is that she tied me to the bottom of the, of the couch one night and took my pants off and then goes in the room, just used hospital friend. She was in and out of the hospital because she had ovarian cancer. Still, still she's a, she's a thief of thief all to the day. Thief of my heart. <laughs> she, um, yeah came with hospital restraints goes in goes to the bathroom comes out with a corset garter belt stockings looking like a goddess this this woman who was sick in the hospital just a couple months ago back with a pair of black panties in the other so I'm tied to the floor it's tied to the floor hospital restraints I don't know what's going on she takes off my my boxers and puts the silk panties on and goes I fucking own you now I own you now and that because she knew she through love is not having to clear your browser history my friend she knew what i was looking up you know <laughs> we would share porn all the time and that was that's beautiful so that means i urge anyone out there who's listening to this. this if you love someone you have a partner get kinky with them get kinkier even if you are if you're listening to this you're already kinky but you know what you can always take it up It's great do it be in love and do it. it's awesome And that's what I wanted to celebrate. I wanted to celebrate that in the book of us. So what she did is um, after that, after that it went to this kind of wild romance where sometimes she would lock my cock up in chastity and make me wear garter belts and stockings under my suit and tie at work. And I would have to take pictures like from the stall, like in my suit and tie at work, like custom made metal cock cage on garter belts and stockings you know if i got caught that would have been a problem (laughs) um and and she would feed me porn all day long just to frustrate me just and and she'd test me on it too like because we had this whole education i'm an english i was i have a degree in english she has a degree in english we we were very adamant we used femdom in our grammar (laughs) We to correct each other's grammar It's great and um, yeah, that led to, I mean, she pegged me and stuff like that, but we brought other and we were switches. So in the same night, she would find women for me to to come over and she, her name is Lynn. Lynn would be in the corner. My girlfriend, my fiance was in the corner at the time. And I would be with this other woman. And this is all Lynn's doing. Lynn wants to set this up. She wanted, because she's been cheated on her whole life. So she wanted me to be like, to, to be with another woman and be like, she's so much prettier than you. She's such a be- better lover than you. Oh my God, look at her tits, her tits are amazing. Like so much of, you know, to the point where she'd make me like, come on Lynn's face and she'd love it. So um, all that is a tribute to her. And it's is very symbolic. So we'd switch and go from that. And then an hour later, I'd, my cock would be locked up in chastity. I'd be wearing a French made outfit, cleaning up after her. <laughs> you know, <what> I mean? <laughs> but, and it go back and forth, back and forth. So I would dom her out, and then she would and it would, and it's wonderful. It's a wonderful situation. I love being a switch. I really do. And that connection you can have, that balance. I feel like it brings balance in my life, and that's what I tried to do. Just what I tried to capture with the book.
1: Do you remember your first inkling of kink? The first time that you consciously thought about it?
2: Um, I can remember several first times, definitely at a young age. I grew up a catalog kid. You know, so for the holidays, they'd say, like, here's the JCPenney catalog or whatever. Look at your toys. Find out what toys you like gi joe or he-man or any of that stuff no i went right to the garter belts and stockings the lingerie
1: (laughs) i I went to the leotards and tights i totally get that
2: Didn't know what it was
1: didn't even know what a garter belt was but i was like what is
2: that and who what what is she wearing and who is she and why is she wearing that and i don't know i didn't i don't know about this and why i want to know more (laughs) you know like i just want to touch it and feel it you know to the point where i started in school, you know how you doodle in school—you zone out and you just start doodling on your book, your trapper keeper or mm-hmm. whatever. that is? I was drawing legs, garter belts, and stockings. stock And just, you know, didn't even know what they were. I was a, I was a horny little kid. And study hall, I'm talking like elementary school study hall. I, I was looking up the word clitoris in the dictionary and encyclopedia and stuff, stuff like that. Where everyone else was, you know playing like dumb games <laughs> looking up judy bloom stuff or whatever <laughs>
1: i was i was doing research <laughs> first time you ever booked a guest that really surprised you for oh the first time
2: you know what uh hmm. oh my god there's a bunch i can go you got a second hold on your kinky friends, I would say. You know, one of them, Chastity Queen was was wonderful. I'd highly suggest that Chastity that you get the Chastity Queen, Morgan. Um, yeah, Giselle. Um, yeah, but also the friendships that I made, Nico Noir. There's a, and shari mr shari those two specifically they, they've i've become very close with them i sit, hang out with them i talk like shari, mr shari especially so it's not necessarily like what they say that's shocking or do something it's the bond connection that i have cherry from um conversations with crossdressers podcast too uh we hang out all the time we go shopping together you know shit like that um it's – those are the, the episodes that I like the most is the ones – and then we have more episodes together where we do – like Nico and Star did a pantyhose episode um, together. so where they just talked about pantyhose and stuff like that. Uh, we did a sadism episode. Right? So I like bringing people together. We're coming up – October's coming. We'll come with a rope episode. Ugh, that's, <laughs> but yeah, so it's like Nico, Noir, Mr. Shari is the connection. There's a woman named Chastity Queen who – when I very early in the game, when I was doing this, she she has she loves chastity and her character. She's awesome, she's wonderful. Her style and her philosophy on life is so out there, it's so extreme, it's so wonderful to talk to. She's got a big thing of keys around her neck, and they're all real. They all go to <laughs> chat. The life is in the background, cross dressing like tied up in the background and they've been on multiple times you know um no stuff like that is very interesting and every in this uh, anything that was anything from england or from the uk um madame c was one that she is hypnotizing and i am i'm am in awe when i speak to her it's like a she lives up to the fantasy you know what I mean there's some people say that you interview these people you interview these wonderful powerful women they do pro- project a character and everything and I get I get the, I'm lucky enough and fortunate I'm fortunate to connect with them on a regular everyday level just like you are you know what I mean Madam C is this one person like we we should bow down to that woman I'll just I hope she's watching or listening to this now seriously Madame C yeah, that's, she's amazing. She's on some other level. Every time I talk with her, I'm like, I feel enlightened afterwards.
1: <laughs> First time you ever looked in the mirror or saw a picture of yourself and realized, damn, I'm living my authentic life. That's
2: an interesting question because a lot of times I look in the mirror, I feel shame. And for most mm. of my life, shame and a lot of it is battling shame so there were times where i saw myself wearing a slip or negligee or something like that and i felt shame at first right or i found myself in like a, a leather collar you know and it's weird it's funny that the leather collar makes you feel shame but like uh, a delicious shame <laughs> and then but through the years and as i evolved and got kinkier and kinkier um i started looking at it with pride and i started looking back at those memories of me being shameful w- you know looking at myself in the mirror for the first time ever in that situation and um actually now feeling pride from me. so uh, like as a kid especially anytime i did any kind of cross-dressing at all any kind of bondage um I, and I, I started young i started as a teenager Um, especially with the bondage Um, I I I, quote unquote let girls tie me up (laughs) you know um, so it starts young but yeah as soon as you see a picture of that I I felt this weird mixture of shame and pride always and I I try to use that shame psychologically I try to use that shame to make it into pride Like I I shouldn't be ashamed of this I'm proud to be kinky
1: (laughs) Nicholas Tannock is our guest. He is the host of the Your Kinky Friends podcast and author of many books. We will continue our conversation on what women and other wonderful humans want, presented by Dean and Kinky, along with our wonderful friends at Pinkster Merch on Etsy. Back in a moment.
0: For more than three years, we have presented this podcast as a labor of love without paid advertisers. We do this as we want to give back to this wonderful community for all the gifts it has given us. If you want to financially support our efforts, please visit bit.ly slash thanks and give what you can to help catsuit travel, teach, and bring you great in-person interviews. We will give you that address again later in the show. Now, here are some words from Catsuit's friends about things you should know about. Hi, Catsuit. Thank you so much for sharing your wholesome space with the team of Fetish Bacchanal. Sparkle the Brat and I, Goddess Alanis, will be hosting a three day Kingfield retreat in Jamaica, June 28th to the 30th, 2024. This is going to be an escape of a property with a cleansing mineral cave right in the heart of it. Follow at Fetish Bacchanal on Twitter for more updates on ticket links, vending, performances, and more. Welcome to the Yoni-verse. I'm Scarlett. And I'm Anya. The Flaming Yoni podcast is a celebration of the beautiful and unique expressions of female sexuality. From asexual to megasexual, from lifelong monogamy to relationship anarchy— From deep spiritual bonds of sacred union to spur the moment flames. It is all infused with Yoni energy. Search for the flaming Yoni on your favorite podcast platform. You will not leave the same as when you came. We are proud to be the official podcast of FetishCon, and we want you to join us in St. Petersburg, Florida, August 8th through 11th, 2024. The trade show brings together models, producers, industry leaders, and fans from all over the world and brings you great classes in kink or how to become an industry professional. You can get all the details at FetishCon.com. Are you curious about kink but don't know where to begin? (laughs) Or maybe you have a friend who, while they appreciate your interest in BDSM, they don't really understand what it's all about. You should check out Kink for the Curious. It's a fun little activity book with color pages and word finds, lots of silly puns. (laughs) Uh, But lots of solid BDSM and kink information written by somebody who's been in the business for almost 30 years. Kink for the Curious a BDSM activity book for beginners written by Princess Natasha Strange, that's me, <laughs> is available on Amazon. Go get it now. Empowering designs for fetish models, doms, sex workers, or anyone else who needs to be seen as their authentic selves. Visit the What Women Want podcast store at Kingster Merch on Etsy to see those and other wonderful designs for all Kingsters. Now, back to the show and more with our guests on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want.
1: Thank you, Nookie. Welcome back to the program. Nicholas Tanik is our guest, the host of Your Kinky Friends. I'm guessing there's pretty much not a kink that you have not talked about. Because you've had so many different guests on that talk about so many different ones, that you probably have a story about every single one of them.
2: Yes, and uh, I can either be really interesting or annoying about
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> what, it really did, what did you find the most interesting?
2: Me personally, like what, what, like what does it for me, or just what fascinates me?
1: What what kink fascinates you?
2: I the, the domination. How far people go with dominant and submission and submissive um, role play some people live it hardcore but like i was talking about chastity queen chastity queen went on twitter and said by sunday at this date and time as if you like this this tweet it's it's a 24 hours in chastity if you retweet it it's one week if you comment it's a week and a half or two weeks or something like that and voting is closed by sunday at midnight he's going on five and a half years <laughs> just that and then sticking to it they are sticking to it I'm, I'm i'm trying to document it too which is you know throughout the, the the difference in the time period stuff like that people who commit to commit to the bit so to speak you know what i mean like if you think of that in comedy people who really go out uh, there's a woman who i know all right um <clears throat> does she commit this is a, we're very so a woman very close to me she went out she you know she knows that i love this whole fantasy of femdom and cross-dressing and stuff like that and, and like but i am a switch dom out moments notice you know which is great i try to be extreme on both levels um but yeah next thing you know i'm kidnapped for a weekend Putting um white corset, Gardevelt, Stockings, Chastity. And what do you know? A beautiful blue, brand new blue QVC dress and everything like that. And then she comes out, oh, a little surprise. I didn't know what is strapped on around her waist.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: So it's things like that. Um, and that's a weekend. That's like, you know, a, a surprise. The fact that. I kind of was expecting that, but not, you know, and that's just happened, which is amazing. You know, um, I just try to keep my life as kinky as possible, even in my mind, if I can't do it. A, I don't know. It just, it helps me go through the day. <laughs> you know what I
1: mean? When did you first understand that cross-dressing did something for you?
2: When I, when I was with a woman, I wrote a Kind of, kind of about it in this book called Chip Black Nail Polish, it was about the very first love of my life, and I fell in love with a punk rock girl. I was a roller, I was not a roller, I was a, a vinyl kid, a kid in record store culture. I used to go mm-hmm. to record stores. This skater kid, dirty New Jersey, fuck gutter punk type skater, pink, you know, overprivileged, didn't look it. Let's <laughs> put it that way. Um, I was always looking for, and, I, and there was this woman, and she tied me. She would tie me up every once in a while. I'd just put. I was in awe. I'm totally in love with her. Totally, I would do and She was the coolest, coolest woman around, most unstable woman I've ever met, but you know, scary. And she's gone. She, you know, she had incredible mental problems. Very sad too. Um, but she was fearless and she wanted me. And she ordered me around and put me in clothes. And I the way I felt as submissive in that situation made me want to find that peace again because there's a peacefulness to submissive being submissive you don't have to make a decision you don't have to do you you don't have to worry about you know if you if you left the iron on (laughs) you know because if the dom whoever's doming you knows better to not give you that responsibility (laughs) you know what i mean so being submissive i mean i joke around but being submissive there's a peacefulness to it and that's what I found in it. So that that led me to try on other women's clothing and look at porn. And I come from a time I'm I'm pushing. I'm in my late forties, and I come from a time before it was everywhere. I had to you had to look hard for fetish culture stuff. It wasn't as easy and accessible. You didn't have people like us interviewing mm-hmm. every dog all over the world, right? We're doing. We're doing, we're doing the work of the people, my friend, you and I. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there was a time we couldn't get that. So it, I think that actually made me want it more. Right. If When's I, if the first
1: I, time you found porn that had fetish in it?
2: Money. it wasn't I had to specifically look out for that. Um, I found the fetish through through regular films. What Sid and Nancy was a, a film that um, I love. and it's a Julian Temple, I believe, did it. I forget. Yeah, but there's a scene where Johnny Rotten, no Sid Vicious, goes up to see Nancy, and Nancy Linda, the friend, is guard about stockings and leather looking dangerous too like something like you don't know if you're walking out of that room when you walk in you know what i mean (laughs) and there's a man hanging from the ceiling and she's whipping on him she's like you've been a naughty newsreader meaning he's broadcast journalism you've been a naughty newsreader you must be punished and i i immediately i was like i want to be that guy hanging from Mm -hmm. the ceiling i want to be a journalist too Uh, and that was so, it was the mainstream movies that made me realize, oh, shit, I like it when women are in control. And it's really hard being in the dating scene as like a teenager, especially a punk rock teenager. You know, a lot of the women that I was around wanted a, a man who was very aggressive and dominant and everything like that, which is cool. I'm fine, I could act that role, I can play that part. You know, but to find a woman who, is in, not only into that, but willing to put to genuinely put that effort out to tie someone up to a ceiling and to dress that way and to literally choose a whip or choose an impact plate toy. That's awesome. I loved that. So I looked for, I did some research and I found out that the, the, the key terms, description Femdom. Oh, I like that. Right? Started looking that up, looking on the internet. Um, on the internet, there was chat rooms before there was like Facebook and FetLife like those weird things, just ask, and you go in, I would go in so, so green, be like, hi, I don't know what to do. My name's Nick. Uh, uh, Please help me. Knowing there's predators out there, you know, I guess just wanting to get, learn something, anything, feel something, you know what I mean? So, yeah.
1: Feeling something and surrendering to the moment I think that's what we both love out of kink more than just about anything.
2: Yeah, definitely. It it's so freeing, and especially if you you could do it with somebody, it's a connection that you can't have in a regular way. It's it's cool. It's different. It's all, and it's and it's something that will last forever. Like you'll always have that memory of, you know. It, not everybody can say, Oh yeah, I remember you tied up to the dungeon while someone was getting candle wax dripped on their nuts, you know, or or someone else was in a straitjacket or on a um what's it the symbiont <laughs> or so or or what's your name just flooded the dungeon because of the symbiont. <laughs> can't say that to many people, to your average person, your average coworker, your average family member. You could say it to you could say it on here. You could say it to people like us. And that's what makes it even cooler, that connection. That bond, so being submissive, being submissive with someone. That like I I write, I the phrase I overuse is I, you know, we try to put the bond in bondage. I mean, it's it's true.
1: That's something I haven't been able to experience yet. I have had play partners. I have had wonderful pro-doms that I've been fortunate enough to play with. I have had uh, just beautiful partners, but I have never had that bond to be able to feel that with the exception of my best friend who I call my queen. And whenever I play with her, it is something special.
2: That's something right there. That's, that's something right there. Most people don't even have that.
1: Yeah.
2: That is awesome. That's all good for you. I'm probably, I have that too. I have, I'm looking at her right now and she's gorgeous. And she's looking at me, <laughs> looking at me too. And then she's put her hand on her face with a big smile. Yeah, yeah, she sees me. Yeah, that's beautiful. It's wonderful. That's what, that's what we're all about. I mean, in the King community, we're all about trying to find somebody. And that's what I think you and I are both trying to do. We're trying to find connection. And if, even if we can't find that connection, we want other people.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Connection. And that that's what's really cool. I was, I was talking to Nico. The fact that someone, that someone, that she gets clients because of me, because of the show. So she, she got clients for this. Some guy bought her a house. Bought her a house. Down payment wow. on mortgage. Yeah, copy. She's like, Nick, What am I going to do your show again?
1: <laughs> I <laughs> need a vacation home.
2: I, I want a house. Get me a house. That's, we got to build a studio, man. Seriously. <laughs> Sorry, we we join forces. That's what we do. We got a king community. We stick together. We unstoppable.
1: How did you get your first guess?
2: Blackmail. No, okay. I'm kidding. Trust me, told joke. The key, I think, I got. Honestly, I keep it simple. I'm doing this from the heart. I my intentions are not sinister. My intentions are not just a goon out. but They're really not. Um, I don't jerk off to my shows or anything like that. I really, I my general like from the heart. I want. I don't want people to feel alone because I know what it's like to feel alone. It's horrible. You know, especially in the k- kink community, you have this weird kink that everyone every day I walk out that I walk out the door and I think someone's judging me. You know what I mean? And that's not a great feeling. There's a part of me, a major part of me, that's like, fuck it, I'm living a life that you're not, motherfucker. You know? <laughs> so, but there's also part of me like you don't have to do that. Like that's it's shitty that you're judging people, or it's shitty that I feel that like you are, even if you're not. You know what I mean? Um. So it comes. It, it basically just comes from the heart. So I told them, I said, basically, since kink saved my life, and I'm trying to spread the word in a positive way, That you know, we're trying to teach safe, sane, and consensual. And the thing is, I'm not trying to make money from it. I'm not trying to exploit anybody. If you can make, if you if I, I want to help you make money And my, I guess, fee or whatever, is the feeling of being a part of something. And you know, and or helping people, being a good—I want to be the good kind of pervert. You know what I mean? I want to use—I want to use my cape for good. I really do. I like it's this weird rag patchwork duct tape version of a superhero. You know, that's <laughs> <just like>, how <laughs> I fancy myself. Remember, this is all role play. This is all fantasy. My real name is not even Nicholas Tanic. <laughs> <laughs> it's true so yeah uh but I, and i was in me being honest about that that's how i got the first guest and and also tailoring every interview request specifically why do i want to have you on the show i want to have you on the show nico i want to have you on the show because a you've been on the show before let's say she's never been on the show i would look at her profile she is into some brutal stuff. I know a lot of people are into some brutal stuff and I have some weird questions. So I ask, just, and literally just to make conversations with the fans and with other people and the friends at lunches, I ask, I'm going to have Nico Noir. She's into some brutal stuff. Or the Torture Ranch. For example, the Torture Ranch. There's, the, there's a secret place called the Torture Ranch where they film brutal porn. Shut up, you got it next. Yeah, look up Torture Ranch and take you for to see some good uh, content. And um, no one knows where it is, so I go to the month, uh, not a month, I go to the dungeon party at the manor, and I'm telling everybody. I'm interviewing someone from the torture ranch. So what are your questions? What are your questions? So they all they're a part of the show, and I I tell them and I tell the guests straight up. You know, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but my heart's in the right place, and it seems to work. Seems to get a lot of people together. It's just really kind of like a it's a party and. You know, you're invited and promote. Use it. Use me to promote everything you want. You know, you use me as a commercial. So they. some people do. Some people just call up to, you know, come in to hang out. Some people have specific classes. The one I'm very proud of, which just happened last week, was Sarah Miles Love. She was one of my first. She was, she was one of my first. I met her through Amy Mercury, who does clown fart Porn.
1: I actually uh, know Amy Mercury from FetishCon. She did the most amazing version of Beast from the X-Men. I she's mean, t- total blue with fur all over the place. She was amazing.
2: She's so talented. She's and she's funny as can be. She's very quirky. Shout out to um, Dr. Clark her husband, um, but she, and, and Orc Girl. Check out Orc Girl, a graphic novel. But she introduced me to Sarah Miles. Sarah Miles owns Pet Love, which is a female-owned BDSM phone sex line. No taboo. So it's not just like, what are you wearing? Jerk off for me or whatever. It's you get to know this person and it's you have a whole hour. So it's considered like an online session, a tailored session, you know? And it's their voices are amazing. And each one is specific. Amy Mercury is one of them. She hooked me up with Sarah. I interviewed one of the, the first guests. The first slew of guests were all pep love ladies. But I just went right after the other. So it was free promotion for them. It got me, you know, my, it got me some credibility, right? It got me some friendships. So fast forward to a couple of years later, I've interviewed all of them many times. They've been involved in other shows, in pa- panel shows. I had a show called Sunday Service. And Giselle was a part of it also. But fast, So fast forward to last week, Sarah, the woman who runs, with, who runs the whole thing, got me in touch with all of them. She's retiring. And she asked me. She asked me to do her goodbye, her final episode. Her final. So I'm like, great. That's wonderful. I feel honored. I feel honored. So first thing I did, I called up Giselle, Giselle who works at Peblo and Amy Mercury. And I was like, okay, Sarah's retiring. We got to get video of everybody. So I collected, and it, it, it all took like two weeks. I collected a video from every single love lady, and I. So when I interviewed Sarah, I kept the videos. Didn't tell anybody. Didn't tell Sarah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: All the other pep ladies knew, you know, and they all were like, "You're gonna make her cry." And there's a part of me is like, "Yeah, <laughs> good." <laughs> you know, I and then I'm gonna make her cry in the most beautiful way. You know? And mission accomplished. So I do the interview. And I, I treat it like a station interruption. You know, like, I don't know if you remember the Max Headroom no, cable yeah. interruption. The, the, uh, well, I try to treat it like that, like Amy Mercury is interrupting the broadcast because it's a live broadcast, right? Mm-hmm. So Amy Mercury's interrupting the broadcast and she starts saying why she loves Sarah. And then throughout the interview, more and more videos, I, I show her more and more videos that were pre-recorded from the other ladies. And by the end of the interview, Everyone's a
1: mess.
2: (laughs) Everyone's everyone's a mess, and it's it was really beautiful because you you just mentioned who are one of your first people. I did mention Morgan sterling was my very first, but Sarah Miles and Amy Mercury were my my very first, and everything kind of came full circle last week. You know, after all these years of talking with them over and over again, just being friends with them, you know, I did that. I did this show for them, and that felt amazing. You know, I mean, felt to be part of something.
1: In looking back at your interviews, and obviously the pep love one was one, but in looking back in the, your interviews, is there one or two interviews that you can really look back on and say, God, I made a difference in bringing that story to light? Mm. Wow.
2: It's interesting. Yeah, I mean, that story the light. Well, there's the Chastity Queen with the what five and a half years, you know. Um, mm-hmm. that that is interesting, but I, you know, there is the, the narrative, the Chast- chastity queen. I personally think it's being a part of the story. I, one of my favorite authors is Hunter S. Thompson, and mm-hmm when he reports on the news, he doesn't report the news necessarily. He reports his experiences, as weird experiences. At the So it's like, no one else has that experience but him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um. So the thing is, it's Mr. Shari. I have to say, Mr. Shari. On the, and through the various interviews with her, you see the, the growth, the growth of the friendship. Not just that, but the growth of mischief matter. Now, let me tell you a little story about the magic of mischief manner
1: because shari's been a guest on this program that's I one know. we do have in common
2: that's yes, definitely yeah so i just had a liver transplant right and i am the woman i'm living with is in a mental institution at the time it was her first time she went in and i i can barely walk i can barely you know but i'm still doing a show <laughs> dude Come across Mr. Shari, my booking agent, Aaron, books Mr. Shari. And I, I do, have, just like you, I do it impromptu, right? I do it probably. Like, I'll I have something, I'll look at the website, and be like, oh, she's into that, she's into that, 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 that. Oh, Jersey. Oh, we're Jersey. We should connect. Right. That's it, pretty much. Unless it's something that like I'll, I have a very deep fetish for, that I'm really interested in. I'll collect questions and get it. But a lot of it's just over the top of the head. Shari and I hit it off. We did it. The episode was two and a half hours, almost two and a half wow. hours. Two, two hours and forty five minutes. And Erin, the, the woman who booked it, was like, "Really? You're not going to break it up into 2 I'm like, "Fuck that! No, <laughs> I'm going to leave the whole thing as it is. It's raw. you know All my shows are raw. There's sound problems. Like they, they go. Off. Some of them end abruptly. <laughs> this is great, but but there was something about that. And so she was at a transitionary period in her life where she was moving from north brunswick new jersey to another section that i'm not going to disclose but um and i was in a part where i just getting off liver transplant so together right i mean this is all her but through the shows through the various shows i did show i eventually i did a show live from mischief matter so we put together a dungeon three three floors it's, it's amazing and it became this huge this one not huge but this wonderful intimate a very close community that is, I really believe, is a legendary part of the New Jersey King scene now, or will be, or shall shall be. Definitely, should deserve to be. Um, and if I have my way, it will be. <laughs> Especially if because I'm writing about it. Um, and that that was the the show that I really had the, the most effect on me, and that made me really look at a lot because it added so many other shows. And now I do shows live from the matter all the time. You know, uh, which is wonderful. And if it wasn't so, if it wasn't for that show, Mr. Shari, that original show, uh, none of these other shows that the summer that I had, you know, would be very different, <laughs> basically.
1: More with Nicholas Tannock, the host of Your Kinky Friends. When we come back on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating and Kinky, with special thanks to Kingster Merch from Etsy. connect with the
0: show on social media. Follow us on Twitter because that's what we still call it, at what Women Want P1. On Instagram as long as they don't suspend us, at what Women Want Podcast. on Pinkster at what Women Want Podcast and on FetLife as WWwpodcast. And if you want to follow our host, that's easy as they are Hi There Catsuit on all platforms. We'd love to hear from you, so be sure to reach out. Now, some more words with Catsuit's friends. Hi, this is Venus, and I have a special message going out to all the single ladies listening right now. What if you could have a committed, loving relationship with a partner who is monogamous to you, but who would love to see you have sexual experiences with others. Sounds too good to be true, right? Well, it's not. You really can have your cake and eat it too. You can have it all. Learn more at venusconnections.com. That's venusconnections.com. Craptaculous boundaries are not your fault. The more severe the dysfunction you experienced growing up, the more difficult boundaries are for you." David W. Earle. Or as Miss Titania said, nobody ever warns you that when you come from dysfunction, a healthy mind can feel unsafe. We spend our lives being controlled by others, so we learn to control others, or we allow others to control us in exchange for love. Learn more about Take No Shit, build better relationships through discovering creating, and maintaining healthy boundaries in three, sometimes five, simple steps at my.curiouser.life.
1: This is Alicia Zadig, author of the new book, Yes Mistress. I'm also Mistress Alicia, a leading dominatrix and BDSM expert. My book, Yes Mistress, takes you on a provocative, provocative, eye-opening journey into the erotic worlds of kink, fetish, and female domination. Join me for a fascinating conversation. Male submission is more common than you think, and more rewarding than you can ever imagine. Yes Mistress, now available on Kindle, and you can order your copy at yesmistress.com.
0: Thank you for joining us. Please show your support of the show by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform and leaving us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to our video channel at youtubecom slash Podcast. And to financially support the show, which we greatly appreciate, please visit b i t. l y slash thankscatsuit and give what you can to help catsuit travel. Teach and bring you great in person interviews. We very much appreciate it. This is Nookie, and Dating Kinky has brought you this podcast since day one. We believe in great education for our community, and this is just one of our efforts. Please join us at Dating Kinky, built by Kingsters for Kingsters, Poly, Queer, Transfolk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's
1: free. Thank you, Nookie, and welcome back to the program. My name is John, also known as Hi There Katsu. Proud to be joined by Nicholas Tannock, the host of Your Kinky Friends. Where are all the different places you can watch and listen to Your Kinky Friends?
2: YouTube. Uh, you can go to well, you can go to dot and you can go to Nicholas Tannock on YouTube. Just look up Nicholas Tannock. But if you go to yourkinkyfriends.com, com, there is links to every single um broadcast all we always broadcast live that's the key we don't edit anything there's no it's raw and that's the fun of it it's it's something always goes wrong it's lo-fi punk rock style do it yourself because that's what life is most of the kinky, kinky people out there we watch porn and everything like that and that's all fake i know a lot of these porn stars that you're jerking off to that's all staged. and even the, the rigors, the, the rope stuff, there's like multiple people involved. And that's wonderful. It's wonderful, but we're also real people. and you know we go through real, we make up, we mess up, we say the wrong things. you know, we have different weird ideas, and that's what I'm trying to do. So you go it on YouTube. it's it's the summaries are on YouTube. That's a, you have to like kind of really look for it and um, you know, but if you go to yourkinkyfriends.com and you go to the search box, Put any fetish you want. I'm guaranteed there's some video with somebody talking about it on there. I try to get everything, everything from cross-dressers to DOMs to subs to um, age play, um, adult baby stuff, to, um, to blood play, knife play, you know, candle play, uh, dog, you know, puppy play, kitten mm-hmm. play, all that stuff. Love it. Um, And I love talking about it. So if you just go to the search button on yourkinkyfriends.com, you can find it. I'm on FetLife, yourkinkyfriends, just one word. Um, Twitter, Nicholas Tannock, And and we do, like, promotion for everybody at Friends Kinky. And also if you just go on Instagram, yourkinkyfriends. We're also on Blue Sky and Threads. We don't really go on there much. Um, Yeah, where else? You. Oh, another thing I want to get across to everybody it's like the Wild West out there. Mm-hmm. People are being de- the platform. You know, different platforms are crumbling. We don't know what's next. Twitter's now X. You never know what's going to happen to things like Facebook. What happened to MySpace? What happened? everything evolves. It goes on to the next. There's always going to be something else. So we have to stick together. So please, kinky people, reach out. Reach out to me. Reach out. Podcast. We got to stick together. We got to communicate. We got to link up because I. Honestly, think the way the, the culture shift, everything like that, kink will never go away. But we still have to communicate. We still have to communicate if we're going to keep it going. And kinky people always find the way. So I just, mm-hmm. wanna, I want <laughs> yeah. to help.
1: Cor- I talked to Coral and Jewel recently on the program about a new, new social media uh, contents site called uh, Pinksters, and built from the ground up because they realized that Twitter shadow bans and IG kicks people off and they wanted to create a safe space for people for their content and to promote it. And uh, so we're actually members there. uh, We've been sharing our shows there and it's actually been kind of interesting to see how that grows. So uh, I absolutely agree with you. We need to band together to be able to keep our message out there. Definitely. So you, your kinky friends is just one of the projects that you have going. As a matter of fact, I understand you have a new podcast on the way.
2: Yes, we're actually going. We're going professional. Um, Nico Noir, the wonderful, naughty, Nico Noir, uh, is based out of Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. She's been on the show many times. She's she's a woman who I always tell the anecdote that. Uh, we saw the show, ended up buying a house for it. Um, we have a show coming up called Gab, also known as the Good at Being Bad. <laughs> and, and the thing is, is that just like these platforms that we're trying, that we're talking about, it's a way that kinky kinky people can can, can communicate. Think of it like a web magazine. So we started interviewing people. We got a bunch in the can. It's a once a month show. The first one is not even out yet. And um it's gonna be multiple people from around the world. Um we have Carlos, Carlos DeVille from Naughty licious we have Lauren Petrie from Alien Murder Sex Podcast, we have Starla from Femme Down Bride. Um we got Adam Valentina, who's the bushy boss. Uh, we, we get a whole bunch of other people. We're just gonna it's gonna get bigger and bigger and just gonna be a kind of a good time and fun, and people can use that. It's not only a document of the times and the friendships throughout the world that the King community has, but also use it as a way to communicate. So we're always going to, we're going to use it to gab, basically. (laughs) We're going to be really good at being bad. So we have to gab, (laughs) basically. That's what we're doing. And then I'm working on, on two books. Well, there's a bunch of books I'm working with. Some doms, they're writing it. I'm just, you know. Trying to be the muse, so to speak. um Then I have um, I have my book. I wrote a book called "The Coolest Way to Kill Yourself." No one kills himself in the book; it's a metaphor. And after the liver transplant, um I want to follow it up ten years later. And it's, the working title is called "The Coolest Way to Save My Life." Mm. And it's about, not, it's not just about the liver transplant, but it's, a, it's about falling in love. And it's about, it's about over, it's about how the kink community and sexual expression and just and being yourself is worth saving, you know? And it's, work, it's worth not giving up. It really is. not as lonely and as hard as life is, as lonely as you feel, as hard as life is, you know, first of all, there's always someone worse, but second, you know, you don't know if you could solve this problem unless you try. And I always have this mantra, problems are solvable. problems are solved. So I have this need to write this book, this artistic, creative need. It's like it has to be done. It's almost like, not that I owe a debt. I don't want to put it that way, but like. I have a need to before I die. This book has to be published. That's, that's the kind of urgency I'm going into this book with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I want to leave a document of something that's very life affirming and kinky as can be.
1: <laughs> I know that this entire world of kink is a passion for you, your podcast, your books, all very much a passion. What is your vision of where you want to be in the next 10 years or so? I think about that all the time.
2: Sometimes I feel I fantasize way too much. And I ask that question, I ask this question to, not the same question, but pretty much the same question to everybody. Wow. What I want to do when I see myself is starting a network, a kinky Multiple media, podcast, not just a podcast network. I I want a space. I'm looking for a space. And anyone out there knows of a space where we could set up a network where not only we could have a dungeon where we could broadcast, but we could have performances. We could have bands. We could have burlesque shows. We could have activist meetings, comedy shows, a performance space, an artistic kind of community. That's really kinky, that helps sex workers, that helps people of all genders, you know, that there's education involved, but it's also just a kind of a cool way, a thing that can be made organically, not to exploit people, not just to make money, a hub to inspire other creativity. That's what I wanna do. I wanna be responsible for that. So. And that being said, I need health insurance.
1: <laughs> and
2: I need health insurance and I need a space and I need a lot of people. I think it's practically, it's possible if I can get over, if I can get over a liver transplant, if I can get a liver transplant and make it, I can do this, you know? And, and even if I don't, even if I don't, it's trying that counts. It's the fun of trying that counts, you know? That's the beauty of it. That's what I'm trying to be in fine with.
1: Nick, it's been a pleasure having you on the show and hearing your stories. What inspiration that we can all get for just living our best life. And uh, I know you've been through an awful lot, but it just seems like you are finding your way through the most wonderful of connections and relationships and the absolute love for kink that we all have. And I just really appreciate you taking the time to share those stories with us today.
2: Thank you very much
1: for saying that.
2: I, that really, that genuinely hits close to close to my heart. And I want to thank you. I want to thank you for staying kinky, doing, being a positive force in the community. You're amazing. You interview all these people you're helping people understand, you're helping people connect and not feel like they're the only ones with some weird fetish we're all human beings even if we don't identify as <laughs> we all are you know we all feel pain sometimes we seek out that pain but we're all together we're all equal in that aspect you know so thank you thank you for 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 hooking this up <laughs> This is one of many.
1: I found talking to Nick a very interesting experience from the first time that I met him via telephone a couple of weeks ago. He has such an amazing story, and I am so glad he shares with us here today.
0: Have you missed an episode or want to catch up on our nearly 200 episodes? All our shows are available in the archives. And here's what's coming up on the next edition of What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky.
1: She's an amazing model. Whether she's a damsel in distress or a powerful person, it's Callie Logan. Next time on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want.
0: New shows premiere every Tuesday on your favorite podcast platform. Subscribe to the show and never miss an episode.
1: Looking forward to having Callie on the show next week, another member of the Ultra Girl Multiverse, which I am so proud to be a part of. A lot of exciting shows coming up in season number four, and we are happy to be underway as the countdown to our 200th episode celebration continues. Special thanks to our folks at Kingster Merch on Etsy because they are the home of the What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want range of t-shirts, mugs, and notebooks, all designed to empower you. I'm John, also known as Hi There Catsuit. I hope I've earned the privilege of your time. And I remind you to always remember consent and to love each other always. What Women and
0: Other Wonderful Humans Want connects with you. Join us on Twitter at WhatWomenWantP1, on Instagram at WhatWomenWantPodcast, and for our kinky friends on FetLife at www.podcast. This has been a presentation of Dating Kinky, built by kinksters for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free.